Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, and it's time for Coffee in a Car Ride. I'm in my ride, I got my Java in hand, and I'm ready to cruise. So pour yourself a cup, jump in the passenger seat, and come for a ride. It's Coffee in a Car Ride. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? This is Lou Ford here, back for another episode of Coffee in a Car Ride. It's my podcast. I drive around with a cup of coffee, rant about shit that pisses me off, you know, current events and all that. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Now, before we continue with this episode, I want to apologize to all you know, my listeners out there. I'm a father and I'm currently working two jobs. So at times it's difficult to be able to complete these episodes in as timely as a fashion as I would really like. That being said, I'm back. So so without further ado, let's pour ourselves a cup of coffee and begin. Narratives, they're everywhere. They're used to explain everything and commute everything. The commercials we watch, the news that is reported to us, the movies entertainment that we enjoy are all stories, narratives that explain the world. I mean, we have word problems in math. There are goddamn sagas unto themselves for Christ's sake, seriously. Only in math, only in a math problem. Can you buy 60 cantaloupes? And no one will ask you what the hell is wrong with you. Seriously, dead up. So it is no surprise that we use stories to remember those that have died and passed on and and use them to set the tone for how they will be remembered, memorialized. I bring this up because recently the former four-star general and other statesman, the first black secretary of state, Colin Powell, passed due to complications from COVID-19. Powell was this well-respected, all-inclusive everyman who, while conservative, just had that ability to appeal to all those around them, Democrat or Republican. Whatever it was that he had, spark, flair, whatever that was, it just made you feel at ease, apparently. Well, I should say that is until the Iraq invasion. That's where it kind of got a little murky. And it's in that murkiness that many have asked, how how should we remember the man? To which I answer a fable. Now, I know many of you will respond with, huh? So just, you know, let me explain here. First, just to cover my basis, I'll explain what a fable is. A fable is a story that teaches a moral, a lesson. Most fables, unlike parable, parables, have animals and or inanimate objects that talk and have other human characteristics. Aesop, who was a Greek storyteller, of course a Greek, is one of the most famous fabulists. And he wrote some of the most well-known fables, like the tortoise and the hare, or the ant and the grasshopper, or the boy who cried wolf. All these stories are timeless and sometimes tragic, and they teach important lessons like slow and steady wins the race, as in the tortoise and the hare, or the importance of being prepared for the days of necessity, like the ant and the grasshopper, or you should not to lie or raise false alarm, as in with the boy who cried wolf. 
if you're still having some trouble, just picture the movie Babe. Only instead, Babe kills Fly the Border Collie's mate Rex and Farmer Hoggett when he's not chosen to be eaten for Christmas dinner. The moral being, don't sleep on your enemies or some, some shit like that. Anyway, continuing on. Pell himself was a parable, or maybe an allegory of what was the American dream. Born in Harlem, the son of Jamaican immigrants, he got involved in the ROTC program when he was in City College and got a commission as a second lieutenant in the Army when he graduated. Serving in Vietnam, he rose up the ranks like the star that he was. He was a conservative and served later on in several presidential administrations. He was, by all rights, one of the GOP's golden boys. Powell was a white Republican's too quo qui wet dream to racism. Because instead of having to say, I'm not racist, uh, some of my best friends are black, they had someone now that they could really point at and admire. And in all fairness, there was a lot to admire. I mean, he was tough, firm, yet open-minded, assertive, yet fair. He was a real go-getter. Colin Powell was a four-star general, the Secretary of State, and a black conservative. I mean, they had hit the trifecta. But all heroes, all characters are flawed. And a post-9-11 world was going to be the turning point. It was going to be the plot twist that turned that tall tale of success into a immensely heavy fable. Now, the terrorist attacks at 9-11 had nothing to do with Iraq. In fact, despite the blatant human rights violations committed by Saddam Hussein's regime, Saddam was actually a stabilizing force in the region. He kept all the other riffraff out. The problem was that the U.S. and Iraq had built, had built up a rivalry, like Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, or Jerry and Newman from Seinfeld. Ever since Iraq had invaded Kuwait, when the first Bush, Bush Sr., was in office, the two nations had been having an ongoing pissing contest. And after the Twin Towers fell, George W. Bush, the son of Sr., had come in with a grudge and something to prove. With Dick Cheney in his ear, George Jr. pushed to have... Iraq on the list of nations included on the front lines in the war on terror. General Colin Powell wasn't so sure. The administration's claims that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction, which were one of the main reasons why we needed to invade, were bogus, and Powell knew it. Still, at the February 2003 UN Security Council meeting, General Powell would argue at the delight of Dick Cheney for the invasion. Within minutes, the golden boy had gone from being a hero to a villain. He had basically become the boy who cried wolf, a fable. Now, of course, the invasion began soon after, and so did the end of General Colin Powell's career and his credibility. He resigned. While his opinion still was valued, the base of his voice didn't carry, didn't reverberate as much as it once did. Why? Because he wasn't in the same camp as the now GOP. And the Democrats did and continue to remember his cry of false alarm and he didn't want his voice to reverberate now here's the sad thing 
kind of the moral. The sad thing about this is, the boy who cried wolf, well, his name could have been, let's say, John, just to make it a little more personal, you know, make it a little more human. Well, John here, John, after what he did, he could have saved a baby. He could have fought off a pack of wolves and a bear to save a child, all the while screaming, this is Sparta. He would, of course, be yelling that because he's Greek. I mean, he, hell, John, he could have turned the tide of the entire Trojan War. The Trojan horse could have been pulled up in front of the gates, and John could have looked at the city centurions and said, you know, yo, fellas, this is a scam. Some shady-ass shit is going down, and I know bullshit. I mean, I got an entire town to riot like three times over nothing. This ain't a gift from Poseidon. It's made from wood and nails. Wood and nails. This shit is an ancient world luxury camper. Burn it because it's a trap. John could have saved Troy. And he could have become a king that would only have been rivaled by Alexander the Great. And still, everyone would have looked at him and said, Wait, isn't he the boy who cried wolf? Yeah, he is. He's the one, the, the boy who cried wolf. And that is the lesson, this, the moral of this fable. Our actions have consequences that we can't take back once done. That is what happened to Colin Powell. That's how he became the general who cried wolf. His career changed how he was viewed. It didn't take away his great achievements, but it darkened his record. It makes us think about, you know, being careful about what we do. The choices that we make. It's a fable. It's a, a moral, a lesson that in this period of time, especially in this political period of time, holds weight and matters. So with that, I'll leave you. This is Lou Ford saying, until next time, put that in your cup of coffee and drink it. Peace. wanted to let you know you can now uh, hit me up on twitter on my new account at coffee and a car r capital r one all right so if you have any questions let me know you know comments anything hit me up there all right until next time coffee and a car ride is brought to you by anchor the app that makes creating and distributing a podcast easy. And also by, of course, coffee. So, uh, thanks for listening and all that. You know, uh, like, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. And also, don't forget to uh, check out my blog, White Bicycle Review is whitebicyclereview.blogspot.com check that out you know to get more to get some articles about politics and uh, you know other issue other current issues and all that you know check it out and thank you again until next time move forward